are going to explore this. So are you in control of your senses or do they control you? In other words, are you the master or are you a slave? Before we kind of delve into this topic, a few things. Do you experience one or more of these? Watching your kid make a mistake or watching not so good piece of news and becoming affected or angry. Hearing gossip or rumors and actively participating or succumbing to it. Getting affected by a foul smell or smell taking you places. So nostalgia. Eating something that you find tasty even though it's not good for health. Or being very sensitive to small wounds, cuts, heat, cold, which is physical sensations. If we were to think about each of these, and there are many, many more examples throughout the day, each of these cover our five senses. So the first one, hearing gossip or rumors and participating or succumbing to it, talks about the sense of hearing. Getting affected by a foul smell or smells taking you places talks about the sense of smell. Watching your kid make a mistake or watching news becoming affected or angry talks about your sense of seeing. Eating something that you find tasty even though it's not good for health talks about your sense of taste. And very sensitive to small wounds, cuts, heat, cold talks about your sense of touch. So these are the five senses that we're all aware of. The question today asks, are you in control of your senses? And these are just some very, very small and basic examples. But you could extend this to any moment of your life where you experience. So you want to do something, but you end up not being able to do that. So of course, when you are asked by, let's say, your dietitian or your doctor not to eat something because it's bad for your body. But you succumb to the taste. That is being not in control of your senses. In this case, the sense organ is controlling you. It is as if the body is controlling you, the soul, instead of the other way around. And that's not a good feeling. It's a feeling of being controlled. It's um, maybe a bit contrary to popular belief or expectation where we may think, hey, isn't it normal? But what if I told you that there was another way of living life where in the first instance where you're watching your kid make a mistake or you're watching a piece of news which is not very good, you instead of becoming upset, angry and um, negative, you could remain stable and help instead. So if it's an accident or a natural calamity that has happened, instead of becoming affected, you help because that's what the other party needs at that moment. Instead of becoming angry at your kid, you help the kid become better. Because anger, irritation, frustration, etc. is just a waste of time and energy. It does not lead you to solutionizing. So what if I told you that there was a way to do this? 
Then the second, which is hearing gossip rumors. What if you could remain unaffected and maintain healthy relationships with everyone? There may be people doing things that you hear of, but your relationship with the person is very different from that person's relationship with others. And what if you could remain completely unaffected and you could carry on with the relationship you have with the person? That would be amazing, isn't it? The third, which is getting affected by a foul smell or smell taking you places. This may seem very, very normal. If it's a bad smell, by definition, it's a bad smell. So how can you not frown at it? But what if you could? What if it did not even affect you? So you will notice here that there are some people who, are, who cannot take a particular smell at all, while there are others who kind of live through that smell. In fact, they even like that smell. It could be, for example, durian. Uh, within this group, I'm sure that uh, there are people who wouldn't be able to take the smell, while there are people who will enjoy eating it, which actually means that it's not really the nose or the sense of smell, which makes you like or not like. It's the thought that comes before it, which is associated to a past impression of the smell that you had recorded. Now, what if you could actually decide for yourself? And what if you could remain untouched by a foul smell? We are talking about durian, which is not really foul. It may be foul for some people, but it's not for others. But there are really smells which may be foul for everybody today, right? And it may seem very normal. Like, for example, garbage, the smell of garbage. You don't have to like it. But can you remain unaffected? Just imagine passing by and just remaining unaffected, doing your own thing. Versus, on the other hand, even before you enter that zone, there's already so much chaos in the mind that the mind says, no, this is a place where, you know, this is that lane which has very bad garbage smell. I cannot go via this lane. I'm going to take another turn, go, etc., etc., etc. Right? So this expansion of this can be actually quite in the opposite direction. It can actually be harmful can actually be wasteful, more than harmful, it can be wasteful. Wasting your energy, thinking about all of this, prolonging it for more than necessary, there is no point to it. There is no, nothing that good that came out of it. So you could have just avoided it. But what if you could, right? So uh, that's what we're going to explore. And then eating something you find tasty, even though it's not good for health. This one, I'm pretty sure all of us has faced at some point or the other where whether you're trying to lose weight, whether you're trying to control eating uh, what we call junk food. We've Interestingly, we've even labeled the food as junk, but we proudly keep saying, I want to eat junk food. So the want to eat junk food is again a creation. And today, the mind, uh, when we explore a little bit about this, we will realize that our intellect is not functioning as it should be functioning at its best. And therefore, it is very easy for us to succumb to a thought that the mind creates. And so this one, eating something you find tasty, even though it's not good for health, even though it may be really harmful, not just good, but it may actually be very harmful, maybe because of disease control, etc., that you're asked not to eat, it becomes very hard to control. But what if it was very easy to control? What if you would ask not to, 
and you would just have to create a thought and it would happen. Right, so we'll explore this. Very sensitive to small wounds, cuts, heat, cold. Heat and cold might not be a surprise because this wounds and cuts, physical pain, right, that we call physical pain. We have given the term pain and we have given the association with the term pain to ourselves. Very, very interesting concept where the word pain, there is an association with it, which is not pleasant. But if this association was different, if pain, the association that we had to the word pain was different, the feeling would be totally different. I don't feel pain at all when I see a needle go through my skin. It may be for an injection that I have to take. I don't feel pain at all. But another person, for example, might feel a lot of pain. And again, it doesn't make sense that the needle is the problem, right? Because if needle was the problem, if the situation outside was the problem, if the cut and the wound was the problem, everybody would have felt the same. So it's not, it's not these that are problems. It's our mind that creates thoughts that becomes a pain or a pleasure. So we'll explore this as well. But what if you could be immune to physical pain? And over here, I would like to share a personal example where two years ago when I first heard this concept, uh, it was quite unbelievable but I practiced it in small situations so I, I was I'm very very I was very very sensitive to cold I could not take bath with cold water even uh, you know if it was very hot weather and I had to you know take the quilt on me and sleep even though you know people next to me were sweating and and it was this whole concept of cold that I was very sensitive to and um, slowly with this practice today it doesn't matter to me at all. And I'll share with you a small practice that you can do to experiment this by yourself. And once you experiment in small situations, you will come to realize that if the experiment holds for certain cases, it has to hold universally. And you will start to believe in it and apply that to bigger situations. And now we're talking about just physical wounds, which are, you know, cuts and bruises, but this can be taken to the next phase, which is emotional wounds that we have. It works exactly the same way. So the other, another small example that I, uh, that I would like to share with you personally is that about three months ago, no, not very long ago, uh, and I was doing this practice for the last two years and about just over three months ago, I had a cycle accident. So it, it was a pretty bad accident where um, I fell first, my cycle fell over me, my husband fell over my cycle, his cycle fell over him, right? So there were all this weight on me and then we were at quite a, uh, quite a speed. So I skid while, it, while this fall was happening, I was skidding through the way. And so my, my clothes tore, I was bleeding like in, in a lot of parts, uh, including like you know, my knees, my elbow, my shirt was covered in blood and there were people who had gathered around and a lot of happened. It was right next to my house, actually. However, because of this small practice that I was doing in small situations for the past two years, the moment that it happened, the thing that came in my mind 
and I, I, I will go through the, I will go through the little uh, practice that you can do as well. Um, that those thoughts started coming in my mind, which is, I am the master. I choose to create pain. And at this moment, I choose not to create pain. My body is suffering. I am not suffering. My, it is my body, which is separate from I am. And this little practice and this little, you know, uh, trigger of thoughts that automatically came to my put to my head at that point, completely elevated me from pain. I had zero pain. Yes, there was blood. Yes, there was, uh, you know, my uh, leg was swollen for the next five days, but I felt no pain, no pain. And it was unbelievable because my, my husband was right there and he just stared at me and he was like, and he was basically going on and on saying that, uh, hey, I'm really, because it was kind of I mean, he, he, he took it upon himself because he, he kind of pulled me towards him and then I fell. So he kind of, you know, was feeling very guilty and very, very affected by it. He kept saying that, you know, how can, uh, you know, it must be paining, it must be really paining. And I'm like, no, it doesn't hurt at all. At the end of all of it, I, I, I told him that actually I think you are in pain, right? I am not. And he, he, he was in shock for like days after that. Right, that how can this actually happen? And to be honest, even I was, because I did not actually create anything at that moment. But because of this, this little practice that I did, in every small situation, when a big situation happened, I was absolutely stable. And uh, yeah, you know, so so it's real. And so all I want to kind of say here is that we'll go through the science behind it, but the practice is very very real. And once you do it in small experiments and situations, you can, you will see for yourself how it automatically plays. So we kind of explored I, the soul, which is a being of light, a being of energy, energy which cannot be created or destroyed. It is immortal. It is indestructible. Now the soul has three components, a subconscious mind, a conscious mind and an intellect. Everything that we feel is here. Everything we think is here. Everything we discern is here, is right here. And only the expression is through the external part, which is my body and my senses. If you take a very simple example of becoming angry, if you look at an angry person, person who is just about to become angry you will notice that the person's you know maybe the person's facial expression will change then the the shouting and screaming will happen but before the facial expression even changes there is has been a trigger and there has been a series of thoughts that the person has already created so what you're seeing is just the outer part and what you're seeing is the end result what has happened has happened already internally. And therefore, when you look at a person's face, you can actually easily make out what the person is actually thinking internally and experiencing internally first. So the body is just a medium of expression. It is not who we are. And therefore, it becomes very, very easy for us to change the way we live just by changing the impressions we create with every act and scene of life. For example, if we go back to any of uh, the thing we spoke about, now if I were to, you know, take a very small uh, example out of all these scenes, 
let's just say that it is about eating. It may seem like a very big thing, but actually it's not. So let's just say you find something very tasty and your doctor has said, uh, no, you're, you're not supposed to eat it. It's not good for your health. And it's going to damage your health. So now what's going to happen is, let's say that it is a midnight snack. So during midnight, because of the past impressions you have created about that piece of food, saying, oh, it's, it's very, very tasty. Oh my God, it's, you know, I'm, my mouth is watering, etc., etc. That is the thought you are going to get at that hour at midnight. But now that you know that this is in your control, you need to give this conscious mind another input, which is a strong thought, which counters this thought, such that your intellect has two very strong thoughts to discern from. Today, what is, what is happening? The snack has become your habit. Because every time you eat the snack, you're like, it's yummy, it's awesome, I love it. Don't care about my health, but I love it. And so this has come and entered your subconscious mind. And it has created impression after impression after impression. And it has deepened your impressions here. Now when the clock strikes 12, you are going to remember that food from the memory over here in the subconscious mind. You're going to remember the food and the association that you have put with the food is, oh, it's yummy, it's awesome, it's crunchy, it's, uh, it's amazing, right? I want it right now. Now, stop and consciously create another thought. I am the master of my body. I am not a slave. I am not, the, this body is not controlling me. This body doesn't tell me go and have a bag of chips, which is bad for you. I tell the body what to do. And at this moment, I am going to tell my body that, no, we are not going to get up and get that bag of chips. Instead, so very, very important thing over here, you cannot leave this blank. You take away something from it, you have to give it something. So you have to give the mind and your body at that point something which is healthy. So before you get ready for, your mid for midnight, make sure that there is an alternative food which is healthy, tasty, and very similar in texture and whatever else you have associated with that bag of chips. Let's say you like the bag of chips because it's crunchy. Get a crunchy snack, which is very similar in texture, which basically it has a crunch, it has a, it, it has a bit of the flavor, etc. But it is very healthy. So get an alternative substitute, which is healthy for your body. You could bake it. There are many, many ways of doing it. You could air fry it. You could do whatever. It, it, it takes away the oil. It takes away the negative parts which are going to be harmful for your body. So make sure that that, that piece is there, right? So that bag, uh, alternative bag of chips is there in front of you. And grab that. And as you eat that, so your intellect is going to say, eat it. You're going to take it and you're going to, don't let, don't sit with your intellect at this point. Because the more you sit and the more you deliberate, the more the intellect is going to bring back the sub whatever you have saved in the subconscious mind. So just stop here. Immediately as you create, immediately if even one thought you create, I know this is harmful for my body. I'm going to grab the alternative bag of chips, which is equally tasty. Immediately go and grab it. Don't wait. Right? Once you do that, as you eat, Eat very, very consciously and eat recording the feeling that you want to record. It is a pure science, which we did not know about. Therefore, 
we think that it's automated and our life is just controlled by you know random thoughts it's not and so when you are eating that bag of chips be very slow in eating it and record only positive thoughts consciously if you do this once twice thrice it's going to become a strong impression in your subconscious mind the fourth time you don't have to work that hard to grab that bag of chips the fifth time it's going to become a life choice and very to be very honest at least food and drinks is super easy to break a habit you can try it on that i've broken all my bad habits when it comes to food and drinks so i used to be a coffee addict i don't drink coffee anymore i mean once a day that too if i want i will drink it with very little uh, coffee powder in it it's more for the milk that i drink and i used to not skip breakfast now i there's not even a single day where i skip breakfast in fact i eat very healthy breakfast and so on and so forth any anything you want to do it is achievable through this technique very simple technique a simple exercise i used to every day is that when i enter the shower i would always turn the he- heater on and enter and then i would of course turn my my knob towards the hot water but after i kind of you know practice this and started seeing the benefit of this what i did what i started doing was that i did not turn on the heater number 1 number 2 when i went entered before i entered I actually turned it towards the cold side the knob of the shower before i entered i started inside my mind murmuring i am the master this is water is just water that is going to touch my body it's not going to affect me i don't feel hot or hot or cold my body feels it so let my body feel cold i am not going to be affected and as i enter i keep saying my body is is the one that is feeling hot or cold it's not me now when you separate yourself from the body which is actually the case that we should be living life this way things become so easy and so light you don't have to make any effort within a few days i did not have to turn on the heater anymore within a few days you can really really try this so very very simple right but with the understanding of the real consciousness you may be wondering that i have you know uh, through my entire life i have recorded so many things in my subconscious mind how can you know how many days is it going to take to change or how many how much do i have to work to change or actually can i delete everything i have uh, put as impressions so here i'd like to give a very small example of a pot full of dirty water so imagine your subconscious mind is like a pot which is full of dirty water if you were given a small quiz right right now that how can we ensure that there is clean water in this without throwing away the dirty water so the trick here the caveat here is you cannot throw you cannot just upturn the dirty water which implies you cannot just get rid of your memories you have created in the past it is impossible right you cannot do that so if you cannot do that then how am i going to get my clean subconscious mind simple answer pour a glass of clean water in the dirty pot every day at first what's going to happen slowly the level of dirt in this water is going to come down it's going to become less dirty less dirty then there will come a time when all this water will overflow and you will have clean water 
So not upturning, but filling it such that the dirty water overflows by itself, which means in the subconscious mind, whatever has happened has happened. We cannot change it. But what we can do is we can pour the alternative that we want to pour, which brings me to how? Information. This is the power that we have today to create the alternative thought we want to create in order to function differently. What do I mean by it? If you are right now very, very troubled with the whole COVID situation, you will see in this world today that everybody is, this is a, this is a very, very practical example that has happened to humanity today, right? COVID, it's, a, it's something that is a common language in all countries, all races, no matter who you are, big or small, it has affected everyone. There are some people who remain unaffected and they are leading happy and peaceful lives. But there are other people who are massively affected. They have become sick, not from COVID, but from diseases that they have caught because of depleting their own uh, you know, energy and attracting illnesses. They have uh, become mentally ill, right? There are many people, we know many cases, we know where people become mentally ill. And why? One of the biggest reasons is every single day, you open the news, you're going to hear about COVID. What are you going to hear? So many cases happen. This has happened to this person. This uh, has, uh, you know, our proposed COVID effect is this, etc., etc., etc. Every time we listen to this piece of information, if we are not conscious about what we are recording about this, we are going to end up recording fear, anxiety, insecurity. It may happen to me anytime, etc., etc. Today, we are going to then become fearful, not just about COVID, but about anything. You get a sneeze today, somebody in the house sneezes, everyone is on alert. What happened? A hey, COVID, go test. Yes, you, we should do all of that. Yes, we should go and test. But while testing, can we remain stable? Why do we need to create upheaval even before the test result has come out? This is what we can control. We cannot control COVID hitting us. We cannot control symptoms that come out, which is somebody has, uh, you know, sneezing, somebody's coughing. We are coughing. We cannot control that, right? It has happened. But we can control how we feel about it. There is 50% chance you may have COVID, there is, but there is 50% chance you may not. And so it is our choice which 50% we want to pick. And so coming back to information, Today, the information we take in and what we are recording about that information is because of being unaware. We are recording what we are not supposed to record, what is harming us in our everyday life. So today, the one thing that we can do, why I'm saying this as a very drastic measure is because I've, I've tried... Uh, you know, creating a different impression using uh, the information. So let's say, for example, I, I wanted to get over my fear. Basically, fear of anything, any physical illness. I wanted to get over it, for example. And uh, so I, 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 I was like, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the news. But as I watch the news, I'm going to be a bit disconnected with the news. So I'm going to say, okay, yes, COVID exists, but there are many people who are living normal. Uh, normal lives. Yes, I have this particular, uh, you know, sneezing, etc, which can be or may not be a symptom. This is something you can do. 
However, it's hard right now. Why? Because creating good thoughts is very hard right now to our mind because we are we are completely depleted as souls. Therefore, before we can even do this, today I can do this, but two years ago, I, I could not, for example. It could be different for different people, right? It could be even one month for yourself. But to start with, not with watching that information and then uh, recording what you want to record, but actually not watching that information at all. All. And today, I can tell you, I do not watch the news. I do not look at social media. I don't. Because there is that sanskar, that personality trait of insecurity that I want to get over. Right? If you watch social media, you see people are going here, there, FOMO, this person is doing this, achieve this, etc. What does it create? What do we, we record? Today, we are recording things like, I am not capable, I can't go, FOMO. These things are not healthy recordings, right? So when anything happens in our lives, these recordings are going to play. It's like a tape recorder. We have recorded it and it, you just switch it on. This is going to play because this is what we have recorded. So what I did is fasting of information. When there is a very you know, obese person who is bedridden and who is diseased from internally, the first time, the, the doctor cannot come and tell the person, A, you go and you jog, right, or exercise. The person is not even able to get up. The first thing that the doctor is going to say, cut down on your diet. Completely halve it. Stop eating junk food. Eat healthy food, but also cut down. Eat half the amount you, you, you eat. Drink water in the other half, right? Keep drinking water, keep drinking liquid, etc., the doctor is not going to immediately keep pushing the person saying, oh, you jog. Now, when the person sees the effect of this, cutting down a food, the person is going to start to lose weight. The person is going to start to become, feel more energetic. And then you can expect the person to jog and run. And then the person will come in shape again. Similarly, for our minds, you cannot ask the mind to already run and jog, even if you wanted to. You cannot ask the mind today to just create positive thoughts. It's hard. It's not actually, it's very, very close to impossible right now. What you need to do in the, in the case of an obese person, you need to fast. Fast negative information. Negative information. When you know that the information doesn't make you feel good, don't consume it. Nothing is going to happen. You're not going to miss out on anything. Whatever is supposed to come to you is going to come to you. And try this, you know, for just for today, try it. So fast on negative information, feast on positive information, right? So when the doctor tells the obese person to cut down on fried food, the doctor will tell, also tell the person to, hey, you eat more fruits, you eat more vegetables. So there is a lot of positive information out there. In my social media newsfeed, it's not that I'm not on social media, I'm there ev everywhere, but I don't follow anybody. I don't follow any, anything. I just follow positive news. So when I open social media, I get charged versus discharged. I'm not thinking, oh, FOMO, oh, you know, I, I want to go here, do this, do that. Oh my God, look, this person has achieved so much. I'm no good, etc. On the contrary, when I look at social media, five minutes of reading, you know, um, uh, there's this new species that is, uh, that is reviving over here. There's this renewable uh, thing that is, you know, that the government is planning, etc. Et I actually feel good after doing that for five minutes, right? So know what, like, uh, what to subscribe to and how to feel good after every act. So that's the second part. And 
don't need to believe me you can go and try this for yourself only for today only for today do this and you will see the difference you will see by the end of the day how you feel and if it works for today and if it works for small situations it is a formula a formula whether it works if addition is a formula if it works on 2 plus 2 equal to 4 it's going to work on bigger complex formulas right it that the solution addition is going to work on that as well if 2 plus 2 equal to 4 then you can do the math the same math the same formula will apply to 20000 plus 80000 it's not going to be a different formula that you have to use it's the same formula so if you do it in small situations and the formula works for you it is definitely a formula for big situations as well so you can make this a part of your life you can make this a way of living we know lying is bad telling the truth is good we know being angry is not good being peaceful is good even in big situations you can remain peaceful if you choose to remain peaceful you don't have to become angry because everybody else around you is angry or because that's the normal way quote and quote normal way of living life you don't have to so we all know this by the way the only reason why we cannot practice this on a daily basis or on a very regular basis is because we do not have the power we do not have the soul power to create that to to bring all our knowledge into practice and that is what meditation the part where you took charge from the supreme is going to help you to implement this knowledge is going to help you to change habits very very fast it does not take years to change a habit it does not take months of practice it can take even today small things are is taking me one day you know one day two days and my big habits can change if i wanted to change do this experiment experiment by definition um is an experiment right can it can um, work or fail so if it works experiment is successful then it's a it's something that is certain at right? which you can def- which definitely works which you can try in all parts of your life all right thank you so much guys mm-hmm.